Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is a beautiful day where I am. It's beautiful to sun A lot of my listeners live a lot of different places, maybe they're... I hope you have been really seeking the Lord. And some time in his presence. Yes, we need answers to our prayers. Yes, we need him to move on our behalf. But there are times when we just need to seek the face of God. Because it's something about seeking the face of God that you will get to inquire in the beauty of his tabernacle. Meaning you get to come and dwell with him in his in his house, in his habitation, right? You get to reside with him in that holy place. And so, you know, if you don't know what that means or how to do, you know, I believe in Psalm 27, read Psalm 27 and even read some of the other Psalms because David, you know, I feel like he is a very good um, example of just a true, uh, just genuine worshiper, one who just would seek the face of God, one that would just worship God, praise God. You know, he was so unashamed um, to, to, to praise God so much so that he danced in the city. He was just so overtaken by just, just the hand of God and just working just so tremendously on him and Israel's behalf that he danced out of his clothes. He brought the Ark of the Covenant back. He was excited that because for them in the Old Testament, that was the presence, right? The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. Now you got the presence of God back. Come on out. If you know, like I know, you don't want to go nowhere that there's no presence. But when the presence of God came back, he was so in awe. He was so excited that he had to dance and he danced out of his clothes. And so I, I admonish you, like if you have not been seeking the face of God, seek his face. If you have not been 
worshiping God, worship. If you have not been dancing before him and praising, dance and praise because that is what get God's attention. It's not always our, our, our laments or our cries or, you know, when we're, you know, imploring him or we're, you know, seeking him in prayer, you know, bringing our needs and our requests before him. And it's okay to do that because the Bible tells us to do so. But there is a time where it's like, yes, God, already know what we need that's what his word says that we are he already knows what we need before we ask him so if we just seek the face of god come on somebody that's when we'll see god begin to take care of all these other things that's why it tells us in matthew 6, 33 seek ye the kingdom first and all this righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So when you're seeking God, you're seeking his face, you're not seeking his hand. You're not seeking him, you know, because you need something, but you just want to be in relationship with him. You just want to commune with him. You just want to lay at his feet, right? Then he'll he'll move. When he, you don't even have to ask him. He'll do it, right? And so, yeah, I don't know. That's for somebody. So welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. I am your host, Janelle Renee, and I am so excited to just be here with you all. And I want to thank each and every one of you guys who log on, who subscribe, who download, who stream, who support, who like, who comment, um, engage into the lives. Anything you do to support this podcast, I'm so excited and I'm so happy to have you here. To have support. The Lord will continue to use this to be a blessing to you, that you will see your life change for the better because the Lord. Miracles, signs, and fall So I have to ask myself if I believe in it, something wrong here because of us, but power of God at work in us. And so when we when we create an environment, because one thing I've noticed studying out miracles, there was always a particular environment, amen. And so every time of when he fed over the over five thousand, it was interesting to me that the five thousand people never came to Jesus and asked for food. They were simply following him. They simply just wanted to be in his presence. They just wanted to hear the teachings. They just wanted to sit with him. And so they never asked him for anything. But the Bible says, and Jesus looked out at the multitudes and he looked out and he had compassion on them and he began to heal them. See, that lets you know that sometimes you don't have to ask God for something. You don't have to ask Jesus for something. If you just sit at his feet, if you just seek his face, if you just seek his heart, he'll begin to heal those areas of your life. And so not only... says he decided to say that they needed some 
even though they didn't say we were hungry, he looked and he knew because they had been following him for days that it was obvious that they needed food. And so he looked at his disciples like, feed them. And environment is right for the miracle. But if the people who are involved are not in alignment or not in sync with what God is doing, that may disrupt the miracle. So they get the disciples in alignment in what, what God is doing. Because sometimes we don't see have ability have more power than he said no you feed them and then they had to go and take inventory of what they had among them sometimes look at our situation we just only got a little we don't have enough it's it we could have looked at those two fish and five loaves and thought this is how this is crazy this is outlandish and i'm sure they did think that because we have over five Men, women, and children. So you know that at least had to be 10,000 people. And we have two fish and five loaves. But how many of us know that it does not matter how much you have? That is It don't matter that you only got two. Because people giving this, he said, look, you see all. All of these two are but it is the one the will is looking for. It's easy to give when you got abundance. It's easy to give when you got had died but he had been a man of god and he had walked with the lord and he had walked with the prophet and, and then you know unfortunately he was the breadwinner and that day normally the man is the, is the breadwinner he's the provider and so now it was just her and her sons i don't know what the age of the sons was but apparently maybe they couldn't work or bring an income to the point where now the debts that were owed the creditors are threatening to come take her kids and force them into slavery to work the job which was not unusual in that day that was a normal practice so it wasn't even like what was being done was something that was unjust it was a normal practice in that day when you couldn't physically pay
there are things that God wants to do in our life. And he's like, I need you to go and do what I said, but I want you to shut the door. But because the woman of God, she understood the value of the, the prophet's instructions that she followed them. And what do we see that happens in second Kings four? We see that her oil begin to be multiplied again. God's miracles. It seemed like a lot of the times his miracles involve multiplication. And he took the little jar of oil that she looked at that was insignificant. And he multiplied it to the point that she was not only able to pay off her debt, but they lived off the rest. So that means in the same way, the 5,000 was all able to be fed from two fish and five loaves. And there were 12 baskets that were picked up that were left over. God is El Shaddai, meaning he's God Almighty. He's the God of more than enough. Because it tells us in his word in Ephesians 3.20, I believe, it said, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we ask, think, or imagine. So God is a God of access. Excess, meaning more over abundance but sometimes he doesn't want us to look outside of ourselves he wants us to take inventory and he's asking what's in your house even when jesus turned water into wine his very first miracle recorded when he was at this wedding the water was already there but it was up to the the servants who mary said whatever he tell y'all do do it is so important to be obedient to the instructions no matter how impossible outlandish unreasonable these instructions may sound it is so important to obey every instruction god tell you to do because it was their obedience they didn't know what was going to happen all they knew is he told them to go draw go draw out some jugs of water that's all they know. But somewhere, come on. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Somewhere in between the instruction and their obedience, a miracle happened. Listen to me, somebody. Somewhere in between their obedience, the instruction that Jesus gave them, and their obedience to walk and go get this water jug, even though it wasn't water that they were needing, they needed wine. They wasn't really sure how was wine was going to come but they did it anyway and somewhere in between the instruction and their obedience when with by the time they got the water jugs full of water back to g back to, to to the master it was wine and it wasn't just any wine it was the best wine because then the the main guest he said normally you bring the best wine out first but you you saved the best for last because every miracle that God does, he doesn't need a lot. He's not looking for all, all of what we think we need. He's not looking for you to have all, all, every, all your qualifications. He's not looking for you to have all the money, all the resources, all the answers. What he's looking for, are you going to obey? Are you going to obey? Are you going to believe that what I'm telling you is so? Are you going to believe? And so every time God performed a miracle of multiplication, it always involved instructions, belief, and multiplication. It always involved whatever you already had in your midst. 
So these people never had to go outside of what was already given them. Sometimes we look at our gift as insignificant. We look at our talents as insignificant. We look at our bank account as insignificant. We look at, you know, our experience as insignificant, right? We look at our platforms, you know, I don't got that much subscribers. I don't got that much followers. I don't got that much, you know, visibility, this and that. And we look at it and we think it's insignificant, but God is saying, what is house? If you know that God gave you a voice and he has called you to speak and to minister, called you to teach, if he's called you, you know, to, to prophesy, if he's called you to do anything with your voice, social media is free. Not to say that that is the way you have to do it or the only way you, you can do it. But there's mo so many ways that we can begin to walk it out without having everything we think we need. We can start with having no followers. We can start with having no subscribers. I started with nothing. I didn't even have social media. And I said that before in a previous uh, episode. When I first started this podcast, I didn't even have social media. So it really sounded goofy if you asked me why the Lord would ask me to do something that clearly is going to take having an audience. But I didn't have no audience. But I did it anyway. And here we are. Here I am in my fifth season, in my second year, and it's been growing. It's been growing and it's nothing but God because all I do is get up here in obedience and say what I believe he gave me to say and do what I believe he told me to do. That is it. I don't have a bunch of fancy equipment. I ain't got all that right now. I have bought equipment, but that stuff is not available to me in this moment. It's in storage. And so all I'm using is a phone because God is saying, what's in your hand? If you have a talent, if you're creative, right? If you need finances, you need provision, you need increase, but you're, you're, you're sitting on talent. You're sitting on gold. God is saying, what is in your hand? God gave you an idea. He gave you a great idea. You don't know that it's probably a million dollar idea. But because you don't think that you have what it takes, or because you don't think you got the capital or you got the access or in, you, you don't, you're not connected to the right people. God is saying, what is in your hand? He's put a solution in you. There is somebody that needs that solution, that need that answer that he put in you. And we're constantly going to God in prayer. And God is saying, in this season, I'm going to answer your prayer, but I want to answer it through a miracle because I want to multiply something that you already got in your hand. The answer to what you need is in your house. It's in your hand. You already have it. It's within you. It may look insignificant to you, but that is what God, because then we know that we know that it had to be God. Like the disciples knew that they knew that it had to be God who supernaturally multiplied two fish and five loaves to feed 10,000 people. Even in the Old Testament, in 2 Kings, I think it's six, where even Elisha performed a miracle by the power of God to where he had 20 loaves of bread brought to him for a first fruits offering during a famine. So there was already a shortage in the land. This was during a famine and a man brought him a first fruits offering of 20 loaves. And he told his servants, set it before the people and feed it to them. And his servant said, why, who am I? Why would I, who am I to put this, th this in front of these hundred men? 
as if to say, how is these 20 loaves going to feed 100 men? And Elisha told him, sit it in front of them, feed it to them, for thus saith the Lord, that there would he that he was going to make it more than enough. Is so many things that God is wanting to do in our life. This is our miracle season where God is really moving expressively. He is doing just insurmountable things. He is just in our life. He is just really wanting to move, but he wants us to get to the place that we recognize we need. We don't have to have an abundance of take our little and make it more than enough and yes that concept it sounds good yes i get it it sounds good it sounds nice yes it's in the bible he did it at that time but you know sometimes we look at our situations and say but we are living in 2023 how, how is god performing miracles in 2023 but we serve this god who who did it then and who could do it again we serve the same god who's to same the same yesterday today and forevermore we serve the same god the same god who has who is still desiring to move and expressly among us and to perform miracles that he shall be glorified miracles are for him to be glorified so people maybe those that are around us who are unbelievers so they shall see that he is god so they shall believe it is for our own faith because maybe our faith needs to be increase maybe he wants to take our faith to a new level maybe he just wants to you know just demonstrate his power for whatever reason but god is still in the business of performing miracles and he wants to do it and no the miracle don't always have to be a house a car you know a marriage a baby those are things that a lot of people talk about but sometimes the, the miracle is restoration of your family sometimes the miracle is restoration of with your child Sometimes the miracle is you being restored. Sometimes the miracle is you being delivered. Sometimes the miracle is a healing. Yes, it can be financial. Yes, God can take your little widow's mites and he can make it more than enough. Absolutely. But we cannot limit God these type of material, material miracles because God is so much bigger. God wants to move. He wants to move in a grand way in our life. Because God, we are living in a time where the people who are not saved or the people who are leaving the church, they're leaving because there's other powers that are being demonstrated. There are other things that people can do. There are other things that people have access to where they can see a manifestation of some type of power. But we are of the kingdom. We are of the most high God, the kingdom of heaven, the all-powerful, almighty God. There is no power more powerful than him. Everything is under him. Everything is under his authority. Everything has to pass through his hand. There is nothing that happens in this earth that he doesn't have to first go through him and he has to allow it. But when we don't allow God to show himself strong in our life to those around us and even to us, how can we tell these people about our God and have them?
come and to be saved and come into the kingdom of heaven when they see people operating in all of these other things all of these other practices using all of these dark arts and magics and and, and new age and all called the power of god if the devil can display his power surely our god can display his power through us and that is exactly what he wants to do he wants to show himself faithful he wants to show himself strong in our life he wants to perform miracles but he wants us to begin to see that he don't need what we think he needs He's God. He don't need nothing. He can make nothing. He can take nothing and make something. He doesn't need that. All Sometimes all he needs is our faith. Will we believe him? If he tell us to get up and go, will we go? If we got to feed our family and all we got is a loaf of bread and some sardines, and maybe we got a family of 10, are we willing to just that food and bless it offer it up to him thank you god for these for these sardines and this loaf of bread and watch him multiply it that it can feed the whole family and there could be leftovers is we willing are we willing to truly step out on faith because miracles are not absent of faith i've not seen a miracle in the bible and even miracles that i have heard of here in in our time that did not require faith faith is the foundation it is the core it is what is needed when you're talking about an, an environment that is conducive to produce a miracle there are certain things that have to take place for this miracle to be produced like an environment that where there's a need where there's a need and the person who has the need don't have the resources to meet the need. Like the widow's oil. It ain't that she didn't have nothing. She had oil. She just didn't have enough. It wasn't that they didn't have some type of snack among the pe the multitudes. They just didn't have enough. It wasn't that there, there was no, no water or no type of beverage at the wedding. It was that the wine ran out. They didn't have enough. Sometimes we got these us to realize and recognize that yes i may have something but god i don't have enough so i need you to put your super on my natural i need you to multiply i need you to partner with me god and i need you to take this little that i have and i and i bless it i thank you for it i bless you for 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 blessing me with this little bit for these this little five dollars this little ten dollars for this little house for this little for whatever you may have that's in your possession that you feel this little for this little gift for this little talent for my little spouse for my little child whatever you looking at it and you think it's little but you're still grateful and you're like lord thank you because you recognize that everything we have that is good comes from god because every good and every perfect gift comes from above so everything that we have that is good comes from him, even if it's just a little bit. When we learn to even take the small things and give it back to God and thank him for it and bless him for it, we will begin to, we'll begin to see him touch it, grow it, multiply it, increase it. But if we resent it, because we're looking at it like, oh, it's just this little then how can God move? 
So there has to be a need. So sometimes God allows us to get a place where we have a big need because God is wanting to produce an environment that's going to require a miracle. I can't speak for you, but I know me. Now I'm in a situation where we have a big need. We have a need that I do not have the power. I don't have the resources. I don't have the strength. I don't have nothing to get me and my family out of this need, out of this circumstances. The only thing I have is my obedience and my faith. It tells us in the word of God that if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So we have to have a need that is a conducive environment to produce a miracle. And like I said, we also have to have faith. You got to have faith because now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How many times the Bible tells us that when we come and ask God that, yes, we can ask him for anything in Jesus name, right? That's in his will and he will do it. But it also tells us that we have to believe that we're going to receive. So it doesn't matter if you're praying and you're asking and you're requesting, but you don't really believe he's going to do it for you. James 1 tells us that if you lack wisdom, let ask and God who will give liberally and not grudgingly, but you got to, you got to believe that you're going to receive. Otherwise you're double-minded. You're like, you're like the, the waves of the sea being tossed about to and fro. You, then you shouldn't expect nothing from God. So you really got to believe like what? I don't know what you need, Terry. I only know what I need, but whatever you need from God, it don't have to be material. It don't have to be financial, but whatever it is you got, when you're praying, you got to truly believe that he is able, that he is willing because that is what is required to see the manifestation so to have the environment that's going to produce a miracle, we got to have a need and it has to be, so most of the time it's a great need. Some, like I said, it's normally a need that you cannot meet with what you have, which means you got to totally depend on God. Amen. That's another thing that I see that miracle realms always require a total dependency on God. Not you dependent on yourself, not you dependent on others, but totally dependent on him like God if you don't come through, God, if you don't do it, it will not be done. I don't have a plan B. You are my only plan. You are my only hope. You're my only resort. God, I need you to do it. You got to have a total dependency. You can't be like, okay, well, God, if you don't come through, then I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z. No, God got to be it and that's all. It's like, God, you got to show up. So you got to have a, a great need. You got to have faith. You got to have total dependency on God. Right? These are things, ingredients. When you think about making a cake, you got to have all the ingredients in order for it to actually bake and produce an actual edible cake. If you're missing any ingredients, you run the risk of this cake being nasty. It's not forming. It doesn't rise. It's any type of thing can happen because you don't have all the ingredients. Miracle takes ingredients. And lastly, you need your obedience. 
obedience. So we got a great need, one that we don't have the resources or the strength or the finances or whatever the case may be to get ourselves out of it. And this is faith. It is belief. It is trust. It is confidence that God is going to do it. Amen. God will. He is able to do anything but fail. We got to have a total dependency on God. We got to know that we know that we know that God, I need you. And then you got to have obedience. You got to obey whatever the Lord speaks and tell you to do, especially in this hour, you have to be willing to do it in the moment. Because delayed obedience is disobedience. When God is telling you to get up in the middle of the night, two and three in the morning, to get up and pray, get up and pray. If God tell you to get up and go over, over to this person, you go over to that person. If God get up and tell you to do whatever, if he get up and tell you to pack up your things and to go to a place, he going to show you. You post, you're supposed to get up and pack your things. Thank you for sharing the show, uh, Moed, Moed. I appreciate it. But you got to be obedient. If you want to see a miracle, you want to see God move in your life, you got to be obedient to what he said. Nobody in the Bible saw a miracle of God that did not obey what he said. They did what he told them to do, even if it made them look crazy. We know Noah was probably a laughing stock of everybody talking about that it was going to rain and that he got to, you know, everybody need to turn from their sin and repent because God was going to flood the earth with rain and they never seen rain. But obedience is key because Moses kept building anyway. And he saw the miracle. He, he was sustained. Him and his family was sustained while everybody else perished. So in order for you to see the miracle realm, in order for you to see miracles of God, you got to realize that there's a certain environment that needs to be produced in order to see the manifestation of a miracle. There are certain ingredients that is necessary for you to see the power of God manifesting your life in a miracle. Whatever that miracle is that you are needing of, that you're believing for, whatever it is that you are needing God to do in your life, you have to be able to walk totally independency right so there's a need so you have a great need and you yourself cannot meet this need right you have a great need you have faith you believe god can you believe he will you believe he's able you have total dependency on god you know you don't have a plan b you need god you know that you know that you know if god don't do it it won't be done and you have to be obedient, obedient to the instructions, obedient to what he's telling you to do in this hour. Every person that we talked about as this life started, whether it was the widow, oil, she got instruction from Elijah, the man of God, Elisha, excuse me. She got instruction from Elisha, the man of God. And because she obeyed, because she fulfilled all the instructions she was given, those servants, when they were going and getting those water jugs full of water, as Jesus told them to do at the wedding, then in between their instruct the instruction and their obedience somewhere, a miracle was produced. And then it, it, the water became wine. When Jesus was feeding the five over the five thousand, the the disciples had to oh they had to follow the instruction. He said, "Go go go see go see what's it what do we got?" And they found the two fish and. Then he told them, okay, well, sit the people down. 
and then give me give me the two fish and five loaves. See, there were instructions that was given that had to be followed. Even when Elisha performed a miracle of taking 20 loaves of bread and feeding a hundred men, he told the servant, put the 20 loaves in front of men and feed it to them. And the miracle was, was produced after the instruction was followed. So when we are in, when we are in seasons, a miracle season, like we are today, no, God is not just about to rain down miracles. No, there, we play a part in it. We have to partner with God. We have to agree with him. We, the Bible tells us, and we quote it all the time, faith without works is dead. But in faith, you should be following the instruction. In faith, you should believe God will do and have no doubt in your mind. By faith, you shouldn't have a plan B. God should be your only hope. Right? By faith. These, you should be walking in whatever God told you to do. By faith. That is where the miracle come. We don't, we don't get the miracle first, then believe. You got to believe first to see the miracle. And you have to have your spiritual ears open and your spiritual eyes open because God may tell you to get something that's already in your house. Like he told the widow, like he told the widow with the oil. She already had oil. Who knows what her expectation was when she went to the went to Elisha, the man of God, with her with her concern and her issues, and she needed something. Who knows what she thought he was gonna say? But he didn't get he didn't tell her a get rich quick scheme. He didn't tell her to go sow a seed over here. He didn't tell her to go play the lottery. He didn't tell her nothing. He said, What's in your house? What do you got? And it was God's power to multiply what she already had. So we have to be open. That means we got to seek the face of God. Goes back to what we what, what we spoke started speaking about in the beginning of this live. Seeking the face of God. We're just reading the word. Being silent before him. Not always coming to him with our list, our long list of what we need. And I get it. I, I'm not judging nobody. I'm it's no shade because trust and believe. I have a list of what I need. And I bring it before him daily, often, several times a day. And sometimes I get convicted because I'm like, Lord, I need to be praying for other things. I need to be praying for other people. There are so many things going on in this world. There are so many things that are happening all around us. And, and I'm so consumed with my need. But God already know what we need before we ask him. That's what the word says. That the word tells us we shouldn't worry about what we're going to eat or drink or what we're going to wear. The word tells us that. Yet and still, somewhere we begin to fear, at least me. Somewhere anxiety begins to creep in and somehow you begin to forget what God already done for you. It is so important, even as you are in 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 the process of partnering with god to bring up bring forth a miracle it is so important to keep your faith ignited even by remembering what god did before if you've seen god do the impossible before you see him do the miraculous before you see him make a way before you see him turn nothing into something before you see him to heal a sick body before you see him raise the
before. You see him do it before. You see him open closed doors before. You see him turn a denial into an approval before. Then that is what you need to continue to hold on to while you're walking into this new miracle because you got to have faith. And you have to know that you serve a God who did, if he did it, then he'll do it again. You sometimes got to remind God. See, I think we don't really recognize how much God, he likes words of affirmation. A lot of times we call it praise. But he likes for us to put him in remembrance. The Bible says, he says, put me in remembrance of what I said. Put him in remembrance of what he's already done. He told the Israelites to make sure that they put their children in remembrance that they told their children of things and how he brought them out of Egypt with his outstretched arm and his mighty hands and with miracle signs and wonders. So they would never lose of the sovereign, powerful, mighty, majestic, all, all knowing, all, all seeing God that they serve. But somewhere, sometimes we allow that fear to become so big. The fear of the unknown, the fear of the what if, the fear, the fear of good of God don't come through, the fear of this happens or that happens. And we begin to lose sight of the God that we serve. And we tend to forget that we've seen miracles. I don't know about you, but I can't say that I've never seen the power of God because I know I have in my personal life. I can't say that I ain't never seen God do the impossible because I have. I can't say that I ain't never seen God do perform a miracle in my life because I have. The mere fact that I'm here today and I and I live a holy lifestyle and I live a abstinent lifestyle and I live a lifestyle that I just really truly want to honor and please God with my life, with my body, with everything that I have. I truly want to live according to His Word. That's a miracle all in of itself. Because I used to be a wretched sinner. I was a sinner of sinners. Like Paul, Paul talks about how, you know, who he was before he met Christ, right? And he talks about he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. I was a sinner of sinners. I was operating all kinds of sin, okay? I was somebody else. But the woman I am today is not of my own accord. It's because of the power of God. That is a miracle. I seen God snatch me out of a, a pornography and masturbation addiction that I had for almost three decades. That's the power of God. I, I've had near-death experiences. I've literally coded before, had anaphylactic shock to the point I wasn't breathing and I had no pause and they could not intubate me. And you can't tell me. And even the medical professionals had no explanation. They were even puzzled. They were even perplexed coming up to my to, to my room in the ICU because I, I end up in ICU. And they the look on their face, that they have no explanation of what they saw. So sometimes not only do you need to be reminded, but we need to put God in remembrance. Like, Lord, I know you can do it for me because you did it then, you'll do it again. Because I've seen you move that mountain. Seeing you move the mountain of poverty from before me. I've seen you take me from poverty to being wealthy overnight. I've seen you do it. And if you did it, then you can do it again. You have to, you have to pull out on your own faith. David talked about how he had to encourage himself. You sometimes we got to encourage ourselves. Yes, hearing testimonies and what God is doing through other people's lives and in, even in the Bible is great. But where is you? What did he do in your life? 
What is the last thing he's done in your life? Because I feel like when we see what he's done in our own life personally and we pull from that, that tends to give us another level of strength. Because it's not about, oh, okay, because sometimes we can reason when we hear someone else's testimony, we're like, oh, that was them. Oh, he just did that for them. Sometimes that's what we say. But when you know that you know that God did it for you before, he'll do it again. So that's it. That's it right there. I feel the release. That's the, that's this, that's today's episode, Miracle Season. We are in a miracle season, but there are ways that we have to partner with God. And that is going to be number one. We, we have to have a need. So some of us feel like, Lord, why have you letting me get to, why have you let me get to this low place? Why did you let me get into this financial crisis? Why did you let me get into a place where I, I don't have nowhere to stay? Why did you let me lose my job? You know, why is you letting me go through, you know, relationally? Why? Because he needs a certain type of environment to produce a miracle. When we have a need that's beyond ourselves, when we have a need that we cannot meet for ourselves, that we only can depend on the power of God to get us out of, we are good candidates for a miracle. Amen. When we go to God and we actually believe, like what we're asking him for, when we really believe that thing, again, when we're willing and obedient, that we're good candidates. We're good candidates for a miracle. When we have total dependency on God, we don't have no plan B. We don't have C. We don't have, okay, this thing over here. No, God is you or nothing. If you don't do it, it's not being done. It's on you, God. When you don't have total, when you have total dependency on the Lord, you're a good candidate for a miracle. And when you are obedient, when you are obedient, when you obey the instructions God has given you, when you follow him, even when you don't know where he's leading you, you're a good candidate for a miracle. And sometimes... The miracle can extend from something we already have in our own house, in our own hand. That's why we really got to seek God, his face, his heart, not his hand. That's why we got to really be in the word. We got to really be in his presence because he'll reveal to us what it is that we have in our hand. The thing that he wants to use, the thing that he wants to multiply, the conduit that he wants to perform a miracle through that you already have among you. Don't think anything that you have is too insignificant. Don't think if you only got $5 that that $5 can't turn to $5,500,000, 5 There's a testimony of this uh, woman. Oh gosh, I cannot think of her name. Mignon, I think is that her name, but she's like the cupcake millionaire million dollar cupcake lady or something i know she was featured on anthony o'neill's podcast um the table and she's like been in magazines and been in different things because she um talks about uh, part of her testimony where she was in her lowest place you know and she didn't have anything and she was living in this broke down like crack house and her husband had left and you know she had her children and you know she was just in a very low place and all she had was five dollars and she used to make these um, I don't even think she could bake it initially that it was her daughters who could bake, but I don't know for some kind of fundraiser, some kind of, um, something I can't even remember. She made some cupcakes for, 
And then, you know, after that, somebody came and requested for her to make some more of those cupcakes. And I believe she said she had $5. And she took her last $5 and she bought the ingredients or bought the cupcakes to make the cupcakes. And she's been going ever since. So don't ever think nothing is too small. She didn't even know that she could bake. She didn't even know that she had this gift. But sometimes it is that low place that begins to birth the things that are in us that we don't see. Those things that always were there, but we never tapped into them because we never had a need. Sometimes the need produces the miracle and it produces it produces the gift. It produces the talent. It produces the creativity. It produces the solution, right? To for God to use, to multiply, to meet over and beyond. Because again, he's El Shaddai. He is the God of more than enough. God is not looking just to meet your need. He doesn't just want to pay your light. He doesn't just want to pay your gas bill. He don't just want to pay your rent. God is a God of more than enough. He wants to do the same thing he did for that widow with the oil. He wants to do whatever it is that you need. He wants to meet that. But then he also wants you to have more than enough left over. Amen. So I don't know. I'm, I don't know all the particulars of that, that testimony that I was telling you about the case. You could probably look it up. You could probably look it up on YouTube or something. Um, look her up on Anthony um, O'Neill's um, podcast, The Table. I know they have a relationship, and I think he's, she's been on there more than once. I think she's even been on the Dear Future Wifey podcast as well. I believe her name is Mignon, but um, she has a million-dollar cupcake business. And I'm pretty sure I heard when I heard her testimony, is I believe she said she started it with $5. So I just said that to say, don't think anything is too small. God is so powerful. God is so mighty. God is so awesome. God is just so sovereign. Like he doesn't need us to have much. All he needs is for us to offer him or surrender to him what we do have. And he is able to multiply it and make it more than enough. Amen. So I just thank you guys uh, for popping in on today's um, live. I had a few people on live. And then for those who listen to the replay, I pray that you really allow this word to really sink in and you meditate on this word, especially if you've been really petitioning God and, and believing and praying for a miracle and you need God to, to do something, you know, to really work in your situation in a very um, big way. I really pray that you allow this word to sink in, but that, that you also go and spend time with God and allow Holy, Holy Spirit to minister to you you know what it is that he is leading you to do in this hour what is your instruction what do you have in your hand what is the gift you have whatever it is that he wants to use to perform this miracle for you because he wants to do it right god delights in 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 in, in putting his power right and his splendor his glory on display he likes to show him strong and mighty. Amen. And so we we really want to allow God to use us, especially here in these end times. And, and so I'm excited for what God is doing and what he's going to do. I really want to hear testimonies. So please, please, please contact me. Um, email me with your testimony of how God, um, how this uh, message today, today's content ministered to you and how God moved mightily in your circumstance. And you saw a miracle, the miracle hand of God at work in your life in the name of Jesus. Jesus. So I am looking forward to hearing many testimonies and even having my own testimonies. Amen. Because I also be speaking to myself. And so um, I just really pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. I pray that the Lord will make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you and grant you his peace. And remember, 
is past your past does not define you it develops you and you are worthy